Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I wouldn't say I'm pro-mustache, but I'm definitely not anti. Um, welcome to the Tailgaters Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Borba. With me, as always, is Sergio de Esperea. And today, we have a special guest who has a beard and mustache. Shout out, Jared. Love the connectivity. Jared Hughes, our boy from Philly, is going to be joining us as we do a mock draft and talk all things NFL draft. How you guys doing? What's going on? Thank you guys for letting me be on. Of course. Of course. I'm, I'm just glad that we're back. We've It's been quite a long time since we've recorded Borba. And it's funny because, I mean, we talk every day, the three of us. So I'm, I'm just excited to be able to go in and... Uh, have some conversations talk all talk all about how the philadelphia eagles um it'll be nice to see us play the role of uh howie roseman and hopefully jared is much happier than he usually is with that situation well as we all know howie roseman (laughs) and gm according to that one article um and i know jared fully supports that article and that that narrative that howie's good at his job right jared i cannot confirm nor deny my feelings towards howie roseman as um (laughs) The Eagles may eventually end up listening, and I do not want to slander such a great human being. Wow, we love a corporate guy. What a corporate answer, Jared. You sell it. <laughs> Shout out to Jared getting the bag one day. He's protecting the bag. That's what he's doing. I appreciate it. Okay, so we got a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the draft. Before we dive into our mock draft, which we're going to pick for all 32 teams, we're going to discuss a few things, a few players that we're high on, a few players that we're not high on. And up first, we have teams that we think might move up in the draft. Um, this is a team that might trade from the second round into the first, a first round team that might package a couple picks to move up. Um, Jared, I'll start with you because I actually think you might be one of the culprits of this conversation. Who is a team that you see moving up into the top 10, top five range, or even into the high teens? Honestly, I think we already mentioned Howie Roseman. I can see the Eagles moving up into the top 10. Mm -hmm. You look at where we're at at 15 and 18 in our history of mid-round picks hasn't been excellent. Right now, if you erase all the years, Howie Roseman in the top 10 right now is one of one with the Devonta Smith pick. So maybe he's going to try and ride that coattail a little bit. So, But then you look at like certain players that are potentially going to fall who might still be available after pick five. I can potentially see Howie going from 15 and trying to move that up now that he secured another pick with the Saints next season for that future first. And then he's also trying to really – you can keep the 18th pick if you really want to, but he's really going to try and secure a higher quality player. And I think he's going to do that by moving up to at least the 8 or 9 spot in the draft. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the mindset of quality over quantity. But in the Eagles' sake, I would probably just go quantity because you guys usually miss on one pick anyway. So I figure if you take two first-round picks, one of them's got to hit, right? That's, that's not always the case. That's, that's, not always, that's not true. It may not, it may not be the case, but it's definitely the mentality, though. This is the mentality, but for the Eagles, it, it does not work. <laughs> we've we've had our issues, especially at the wide receiver spot. So. Hey, but you, you hit the trade last year in terms of trading up for a wide receiver. It worked. It's it worked. it's going good. Devontae Smith is that guy, so it, it worked. You know, so yeah, we've created a lot of enemies by making those trades. But you got to think we made what three trades in the span of two weeks to just acquire Devonta Smith because we traded with the Dolphins who traded with the 49ers. Then we then traded with the, the Dallas Cowboys. So in then the, the Colts pick for this year, but it was, it was a lot going on mm. all that to get Devonta Smith who then was not only our best receiver, our, our best rookie receiver. It may be the only possible catcher on the team at one point in time because, <laughs> Oh man, 
The offense is horrendous. Sometimes you got to make think, a lot of moves for one guy, and you guys did that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, that I was gonna I was gonna mention that, but also I think to answer your question, Borba, I think if we're looking at teams that can move up. I know the Jets have two picks in the top ten, but I think that they could figure out a way to move from pick ten up to maybe pick six. Mm. Um, I'm thinking they move maybe with Carolina. We've seen uh, Robert Sala. He's a defensive-minded coach. We've seen them try to be aggressive this free agency. Uh, I mean, they ain't get Tyree Kill, but, you know, not everybody can get Tyree Kill. So it is what it is. Um, but they've been rumored with a guy like Debo Samuel. They've been, they were in the mix for Tyreek. They're looking to make a splash. They're looking to do something. I feel like the Jets could take someone at four, right? Maybe take someone, we won't get into exact the players. Maybe a certain offensive lineman could fall down, um, you know, to them at pick four or something. And then they can try to move up to six, maybe throw in a second rounder next year, maybe throw in, um, I mean, I'm sorry, a first rounder next year, maybe throw in a second rounder, um, some top 100 picks to try to move up and entice someone like the Carolina Panthers to drop back so that they can get in front of um, the Giants. Because right now it's pick four Jets, pick five Giants, pick six Carolina, pick seven Giants. I feel like they're going to try to steal that spotlight, that New York um, media. It looks like that's what they've been trying to do this offseason. So I would see them as someone to go up and try to get um, to move up, even though they already have two top 10 picks. Now, I think the bigger question, Borba, because I don't think that this draft, the big story from draft night this year is going to be who traded up. Like, it, we're, I don't think we're going to get a, um, as much as we're talking about it now, I, I, I don't think the biggest story is going to be like the Eagles trading up for Devontae, like the Dolphins trading up to the spot to go get Jalen Waddle. I think the biggest news from this Thursday coming up or today today or tomorrow, I don't know when you're posting this, Barbara, but definitely before draft time, right, right. Um, I think it's going to be who ends up with Debo. I know that's a tough subject for you, Borba, as a 49ers fan, yeah. um, but I, I, think, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's going to be the biggest move, the biggest chess piece to fall on draft day, if not Thursday, then Friday, um, but it'll definitely impact the first two or three rounds, the top 100 picks. And I'm interested to see which of these teams go after them. You know, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking someone like a Baltimore at pick 14 who mm-hmm. could desperately use some wide receiver help, get my boy Lamar over there, some help. Um, I'm thinking the Seahawks could maybe try to make that pick. They got pick nine right now. Um, maybe they could try to package that and try to go get um, Debo, even though I don't think they would trade within the division. Um, maybe one of the New York teams. I don't know. I, I think that's going to be the one that the chess move that everybody's talking about. Um, come Monday next week after after the draft. See, I think in terms of Debo and in terms of a team that answers my own question, a team that we're all, I think, or a lot of people are overlooking that might be movers that typically aren't are the Kansas City Chiefs. They're sitting at 29 and 30. They got your pick, Sergio. Sergio's a Dolphins fan, if you didn't know, uh, with his... No, 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 no. They didn't get our pick. We got Tyreek. <laughs> Let's talk about the headline of that trade, okay? I don't care who they draft with these two with this pick. We won the trade in terms of who got the better player. Right. Just okay. going to say that. Continue. But the Chiefs have picks 29 and 30. Um, they might be in the mix for a Debo. Um, I don't see the 49ers trading Debo in, in the conference or in the division. Excuse me. I would hate that. I would hate to play Debo twice a year. I don't know why they would wish that upon themselves. But the Chiefs, I think their first pick is going to be a receiver. This is a very receiver-heavy class. And they might be targeting one of the teams that you guys talked about to trade with. Um, they 
they might trade both of their picks to move up to like say it's the Jets second pick or the Eagles second pick to try to draft a Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, whoever, whatever receiver they have their eyes on. Because when you lose a talent like Tyree Kill, unfortunately, it just came down to money and they didn't have the funds for Tyree Kill. But that means they have to replace him because I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is that guy. I think he's at his best when he's the number two guy. And so I think the Chiefs are a team that will probably trade up. I I think it's rare for a team to take back-to-back picks, but if that's the move the Chiefs want to do, I feel like they have a very good uh, draft drafting system and developmental system. But I do think they're in a prime opportunity to move up. Um, is there any team? Maybe the Saints, too. I don't really know what the Saints' plan is because they have Jameis at quarterback. Um, they do have Michael Thomas is supposedly going to come back and play football. We don't know. Uh, is he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's that's up in the air. You're gonna have to ask Keyshawn Johnson that. Let me let know. me just say this. I had him in a keeper fantasy league, and I dropped him this year. I'm not. I'm. I'm oh, cutting ties. Just want to say that. Whoa, that's tied. a bold move. And then the Falcons are another team that might might trade back, and because they they need a quarterback, they also probably need a receiver because their receiver likes to gamble. Um, so that could be an. All these teams in the top 10 are targets for teams in the bottom half to trade up. So we will see as time goes on. Um, I, I think both you guys are onto something there. Um, moving on to probably the biggest topic of the draft or one of the bigger topics. Um, this year, there's not really a quarterback that I or anyone can look at and be like, that's the definitive best quarterback in the class. Are there any quarterbacks that you would personally want to see taken in the first round or think that should go in the first round? Um, to start off myself, I think all these quarterbacks are second round grade or worse, but I think teams will end up reaching. Um, as you see on our little rundown, I have a team, a little list of teams that need quarterbacks. I have Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and the Titans. Um, all these teams are in need of a potential quarterback. And I do think someone's going to reach because that's what the NFL draft is. It's reaching on potential. And so do you guys think there's a quarterback that should go first round? Let me know. Sergio, you go first. Um, I agree with you. I think in terms of grade, in terms of talent, there isn't a first rounder uh, in this class. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no Joe Burrow, you know. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. But I also agree that, you know, quarterback is a um, quarterback is the position in the NFL in, in the sport. And so, yeah, someone's going to reach. I think that we're not going to get like a top 10. We're not going to get a top 15. I think the earliest we're looking at a quarterback taken is pick 19 with the Saints, their second first rounder. And then after that, I think maybe Tennessee could take someone at 26 to kind of get insurance. The Bucks could take someone at pick 27, even though I think Kyle Trask, who is their second rounder from two years ago, former Florida quarterback, I think that the organization likes them a lot and they're kind of grooming him to take over next year after um, after Brady leaves. I mean, if he believes, you know, whatever. Um and of all of those quarterbacks, if I was a fan of a team that needed one, even though I wouldn't want them to take one in the first round, the quarterback that I would be most comfortable with them taking in the first round would probably be Desmond Ritter. I know that we've had this conversation, Borba, on this podcast specifically. We've had this conversation outside of the podcast. But Desmond Ritter is a player that I think is as good as he's going to get. But I think that his floor is higher than a lot of players' ceilings, if that makes sense. I think Desmond Ritter is going to have a very long career as a backup in the NFL. I think that with a little bit of help, I mean, we've seen players have that like late blossom, late career blossom. 
Um, I just mentioned Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow wasn't a good quarterback, like wasn't a high level quarterback until his last last year at LSU. I remember watching him his first year at LSU. He threw a pick six uh, in the swamp to lose the game against Florida um, in his first real road game in the SEC. And he kind of had an up and down year. You know, they had he had that hit against UCF. People say the hit changed everything. Um, But sometimes players take a little bit longer. I think Desmond Ritter's about the same age as Joe Burrow was in his last year. So it could happen. I think of all of them, I like him the most. I feel like he's one of the more professionals. Um, He did have an interception problem a little bit. Um, he had an issue with releasing the ball quick, quickly. He kind of tended to hold on to the ball a lot, but I think hopefully those are things that can, um, can be fixed. And then if I'm a Steelers fan, um, I would be looking at Kenny Pickett just cause I think that with the right system, with the right organization, he can succeed. And that consistency of, you know, pit act, pit, the football, the college football team, um, they practice at the exact same facilities as the Steelers. So it would be continuity. It would be consistency for them. I think that that's a situation where he has the potential to succeed. I don't want to say he will succeed. I think he has the potential to succeed if he stays in the city of Pittsburgh with the Steelers. So that's my um, that that's my take on on that. What do you think, Jared? I actually like it. Um, for me, again, like like you both, the QBs in this draft are up in the air. I think they're good QBs. They're much better than me. But <laughs> when it comes to College and NFL talent, I think they're gonna be a dime a dozen because th- these aren't just these aren't really big names. They've played good football, but they haven't just played exceptionally well. Like their greatness just hasn't really been shown. And it's that feeling you get when we saw the Trevor Lawrence's, the Joe Burrows, like like you mentioned, those guys like they had that it factor. I don't really see it in this draft. I think these guys are second rounders, but there will be some in the first. Like it's going to happen. And then I like Desmond Ritter, but I think the one that I believe is probably gonna go maybe as high as eight. It's probably going to be Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis is going to be that guy that gets taken off the bird, the board, top prospect. He's going into the first round. It's going to be a high pick because a team's going to see him and see the potential qualities rather than see what he lacks now. You can't teach an arm like Malik Willis. Yeah, that's the, right when I was going to go into. You yep. see that arm strength, his the way he moves in the athleticism, the way he can move the ball. I can see him going high in the draft because of those type of qualities that you can't teach that. Like they tell you in basketball, you can't teach height. You can't teach some of the things that he already has in that arm strength and the athleticism to move his legs. You can teach him pocket awareness. You can teach him how to read the plays and how you can see uh, your receivers get out of their routes fast if they're ready, if they're in the break. You can see those things. You can teach him how to do those nuances and quirks and stuff like that. But the the gifts that he already has, you can't teach that. So if you're a team looking at a QB and saying, okay, I don't want to wait next year for those stout generational QBs. I think this guy has it in him, and I believe in him then I can see a team really reaching and taking it. And I'm, I want to be against that. Now, if I see a Matt Corral or if I see a Sam Howell go early or late first, then I'm a little questionable as to what are GMs really doing when they're doing their scouting reports. Have they been watching the game as much as I have or you guys have? Because I don't see what they're seeing. I know Sam Howell was a Heisman projected player to start the season, but it regressed immediately. Listen, I, I love Sam Howell. Like as a college quarterback, I love Sam Howell. And I was very much hoping that he would develop into that kind of NFL player, but it just never happened. And he doesn't have those intangible things that you can't teach, like an arm strength, you know, that kind of stuff that Malik Willis has, where I can be comfortable with taking the gamble of, okay, I can teach him these things. What you were saying, Jared, you know, I can teach him these things and I can do that. But let me ask you a question, Jared, because you said pick nine, right? You said pick nine. No, as early as pick eight. As early as eight. So eight, eight would eight, be the nine. Falcons. Mm-hmm. Eight would be the Falcons, nine would be the Seahawks. 
Do you think that Malik Willis? Do you think Malik Willis would be a good fit at those places though? I think because I think I think a lot of the success with young quarterbacks is fit, right? I think a lot in terms of having early success early on. We talk about Mahomes all the time. Mahomes was able to sit behind a former number one draft pick and Alex Smith for an entire year with a good football team and was able to do well. At the time when Deshaun Watson was drafted, the Houston Texans were a good football team with good talent around him that they built for him. Can he have that kind of success, especially in a league where teams want to move on from the quarterbacks quickly because they want to get that rookie contract and then move on to try to get something else? Do you think he can succeed at a place like Atlanta or a place like Seattle? I think both of their teams are the best fits for him to succeed because of what they can bring and offer him. Not only the fact that Malik Willis is a guy that you bring him to the Falcons, there's always a stigma of the Falcons quarterback that choked in Matt Ryan. You're going to have that stigma, but you bring in, that's a fresh face. Immediately you bring him in, what's the newest story? This could be the next Mike Vick. You have If you have the supporting cast of the owner, GM, and coach all in unison saying this could be our potential guy, we'll get Ridley back if, if or not he decides to stay, or we could trade him and get something else in the future. You have options there where you're like, this is a great city to build this young black quarterback up, and we've, we know what we could do with him. And then you also get the Seahawks perspective. They just had Russell Wilson. If you talk about somebody that could be as close to when it comes to raw talent as Russ, that's this guy in Malik Willis. And then you're already coming into a system where, yes, they still need to develop the O-line. That's a pick that could be used in this draft. I'm not even against that. But you're bringing this guy in. Pete Carroll has worked and proven as a commodity of Russell Wilson. That's the it factor right there. You say, okay, that's, Malik Willis can do that. We already have the receivers. We, they might need a little slot guy or some some extra pieces here and there, but they have the receivers. We have the running back. Get them that old line and like, okay, two years, Malik Willis could be the next Russ. We have, if if all if everything works out where DK's already proven that he's a star receiver, Tyrell Lock is that guy. That dude's a deep threat. Like nobody's taking that away from him. You throw Malik Willis in there, you're like, all right, this first year, I'm telling the guys it's not going to be immediate. Like you you have to really instill it not only to Malik Willis but also into Tyrell Lockett and Metcalf that you might you guys might not be a ten win team. But and and that's okay. For your yeah, that's okay. That's it's okay. okay. But that's like you have to tell the other players that because Mike Wills is going to come in and say, I just want to win. I want to show these guys what I can do. But the intangibles are there, but it's just not polished yet. So I think those are the two best fits for him if a team wants to really reach. You, real. you really – speaking – I mean, sorry, Barbara, but real quick before oh, God, you can take it on and, and keep it moving. But you, re- you really said the next Mike Vick. You know how high of a bar that is though, right? Well, again, like, you know, Mike, Mike Vick's passed the torch already to Lamar, and that might be the That's closest true. thing we've seen. That's true. But when you're a Falcons and you've had so much, like, you've had your city just befuddled. You mean, you mean in terms of impact on the city impact and the, on the way city, they rally what you're around trying a young to do, black Yeah, you're I trying feel you. to I feel you. bring the fan base back in. You don't want to hear any more TIs on first take saying he's over the organization. You don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. You don't want to hear guys like Quavo talk about this is the Hawks city. You don't like this. You don't want that anymore. So you, you want, want you want the Falcons game. to do you want in theory, right? In theory, Malik could be what to the Falcons, what Trey is to the Hawks. Yeah, you need that okay. it factor guy that you know for a fact. Well, Trey, you knew he was going to be a good player, but yeah, you didn't know he was going to be this superb superstar because when you saw the Luka and Trey trades, people thought he, they lost. People were like, yo, Luka's like much, much better than him, and it's not I mean, I, I still think they lost in terms of on the court, but I think you got to think more. I don't think Luka would be as successful in Atlanta than as he is in, in Dallas and vice versa. I don't think Trey would be as – you know what I mean? Swag wouldn't be the same. Yeah, with the energy, the team – I feel you. I feel, okay, but we're too much in the basketball. Right. If Malik has that <laughs> swag, 
that you could see from play for liberty when he balls out he, yeah. he looks like he, yeah. he's taunting he embrace you could talk, i could see him embracing that and like atl community hot lemon pepper all that stuff. he could do all that he could be there but you really need him to develop so if you're those teams that's the that's what you're banking on malik and magic city is that what you're talking about <laughs> it, it, it could be something special if they, if they make it work. But again, we don't QBs make me nervous. Magic City visits from athletes. and <laughs> Athletes, yeah. But I think there's two things that you guys are overlooking before we move on. Um, especially, I'll, I'll stay on the Malik Willis just because he applies the most. Um, two things that I'm looking for in a team. Does the quarter, or does the coach slash GM have the opportunity to develop and draft a quarterback or are they going to get fired in the next year? Um, I think the Seahawks, for one, they have Drew Locke which obviously we know Drew Locke's not it, but he is good enough for now. Um, Pete Stop Carroll, gap. Yeah, it's Pete Carroll's 70. Does Pete Carroll want to wait and try to develop another quarterback because he is old? Um, also, the, the Falcons just signed Matt, or not Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, excuse me. And so he's the stopgap as well. You mean to tell you mean to tell me that if Malik Willis gets gets drafted with, with the beautiful dissertation that Jared just gave us, that he's going to be losing snaps to Marcus Mariota? I, mean, I think Come on, Mariota is going to start at first. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want any of these. Okay. I can see right that. Away. I can see that. I don't want any of these guys okay. playing right away. I don't, I never want mm-hmm. rookie quarterbacks to play right away because I don't think that's fair to them because look at Trevor Lawrence. I know that was a very bizarre situation, but even Zach Wilson, he had a better ish situation and people were calling him a bust after week three. And it's like, we need to give yeah. them time. Um, everybody looks at Peyton Manning's rookie season. Peyton Manning leagues, leagues the NFL and in interceptions in a rookie season with like 28. And so give them time. Give them time to develop. And so I think the biggest factor, it depends on the team if they have a quarterback that is there to hold the place for now and if their staff is actually able to develop a quarterback because are any of these guys getting worth getting fired over? Because I don't think so. And that's that's how I would determine it if I, was, if I had a say. I'm not risking my career on Kenny Pickett. I'm just not. <laughs> Moving on. Um, we have we always talk about the guys that are for sure locks. Um, let's each go around real quick and talk about a guy that we think can sneak into the first round. Um, it could be any position, any quarterback, running back, whatever. Um, Jared, I'll go to you first. Is there a guy that you think can kind of sneak into this first round, maybe late first, or even someone who sneaks up in the top ten? Because there's always one guy. Cool. Well, you had it in the rundown, and this is a guy I kind of have in my mock draft, but I don't know. He's a question mark. But David Agbaji, Ag- I, I like him. I have him in my. I have him in the draft still. He's hurt. Yeah, his Achilles, it's um, his Achilles injury it's like pro day did not help his. Yeah, so he would be a first round pick. As, as happen, I think, I think he would go as easily as top twenty if he wasn't injured. But now that he's injured, you kind of have to fall back a little bit. Some team maybe in the second round is going to easily get him. But if you're a team that liked what you saw, you know that you have a great training medical staff, I would still consider bringing him in the late first rounds because he just has that kind of talent. I like him a lot. As Serge would say, this is one of those guys that you're – this is a keeper. This is a guy that you, you – this is a stash. This is a stash guy for your keeper league. And you're like, okay, give him that six to eight-month span where you get the whole offseason training. He's going to miss a couple games preseason. But by the middle of the season, if he's healthy and ready to play, let's throw him in. Watch him, watch him go to work because that he has that type of quality. He's a good player. He knows what he's doing. He has everything when it comes to playing the edge or the outside, or he can play a little inside too. Like it, I like him a lot. That injury. He's a guy really that all of a sudden in November you look up and go, "Wait, he's got eight sacks." Yep. The, the, the injury really derailed him from having this star draft. Like the hype, the draft he was going to have. I think he was going to get. See, you want to see him getting 
maybe taken as early as like 11, 12, and you're like, whoa. But that's the type of player he showcased so much greatness. You're like, all right, who, who are we really are we going to let him keep falling past us because we want to take with a fit of need where you're just like, all right, we got to take the best available. He was going to be one of the best available, if not for the injury. He might be like a, a second pick type of guy for like one of, one of the few teams that have two picks in the first round. Like draft someone who's ready and ready to go in the first with their first pick. And then when you have that late first or a few picks later, take a take a chance. He was you never know. Um, Sergio, who's a guy that you can see sneaking into the first round that not many people are discussing? So I have a few guys, right? Um, I'm looking here at the um, the draft network, uh, a resource that I use a lot during draft season. Um, they're like big board of players. And I'm looking at the players that are like ranked 30, 31, 32, 35 kind of thing. Um, a guy that sticks out for me, ranked 35th on the draft network big board is Nicobe Dean. Um, I think he'll be a first rounder. I think they'll take him. Um, th- this hurts me because you know how I feel about Georgia, but that man could ball. I mean, we were, we were joking throughout the season and kind of not really joking that the Georgia defense has nine NFL players on it. And Nicobe Dean is one of those guys. I think he's very quick, um, for a linebacker. He can hit very well. He can drop into coverage. Does does a lot of good stuff. I don't understand why he's kind of dropped down as the draft process has has picked up. I don't know. I, I didn't watch his pro day. I didn't, you know, see how he did the combine stuff, whatever. Um, but I, I think that Kobe Dean is definitely someone who is ranked a little bit too low. As someone who, granted, I'm going to be full disclosure. I, I've done some work, homework on the draft this year, but it's not one of those drafts that's like, oh my god, I'm looking every day and seeing things that have happened like I have in years past, you know. But because of that, I think, and I think it's the fact that there's. Um, I think a media wise, there isn't a surefire quarterback that we talked about earlier and B it's a big defensive draft. And so I think defense isn't as exciting as like a wide receiver or a running back or a court, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I think Kobe Dean's one of them. So the defense and then so many good defensive guys that some of these guys are going to fall. Exactly. Their first round talents like the Kobe Dean is first round talent, Mm -hmm. but he might go in the second. I'm hoping he goes, you know, in the late in the late twenties to move up and then selfishly a guy that went to Florida. Um, Kyrie Elam, Kyrie Elam right now is ranked as the number 27, um, player on the big board. But when I think back to prior, um, Florida Gator defensive backs, um, CJ Henderson went ninth overall to the Jags a couple years ago. And as someone who watches Gator football religiously, Kyrie Elam was a much better cornerback in college than CJ Henderson went ninth. So the fact that he's in the late twenties on the big board, um, to me is a bit of a, a, a bit of a head scratcher, not too much. And then selfishly, I'm hoping that he, you know, he can go in the first round, get that first round money. Um, he can be a solid secondary, um, a solid weak side cornerback can go up against a team's number two. I think probably, probably within six or seven weeks of his career, he'll be a consistent guy at that side. And his potential is a lockdown number one corner on a team. I don't think he's, you know, Jalen Ramsey level. I don't think he's, he's up there, Xavier Howard, you, you know, that type of defensive back. But I think he's a solid, going to have a good NFL career. Um, and, yeah, I watched him all the time at Florida, so selfishly, I'll go with that. Those are my picks. Okay. Um, I have two as well. I think in Brees Hall, there's one team that I have him, like, in pen to, and it's the Buffalo Bills um, at pick. Don't do that. Don't do that to me, man. Don't <laughs> put him in my division. Don't you do that on <laughs> Just saying, when you're a team as good as Buffalo, who has the 25th pick, um, I'm going to compare them to the Chiefs the year after they won the Super Bowl or the year after they were in the Super Bowl and they took Clyde Edwards away. Clyde. Yeah, I just think when you're that good, the rich getting richer. I think if you had to pinpoint a weakness, it would be 
a running back and you're not going to see running backs go early this draft um i think if any there's going to be one in in the first round it could be Brees hall or kenneth walker i don't know which one it's going to be but that's the only running back i foresee and then as we all know, the combine is called the Underwear Olympics to many people. Um, it's basically just a bunch of guys running around in spandex. But every year, there's a guy that shows out during the Underwear Olympics. And obviously, he was already a highly touted player. Um, I'm going to go with Lewis Sign out of Georgia, another Georgia guy that's kind of on the edge. He ran a 4-3, I think it was a 4-3-7 at the NFL Combine. And I think that's the kind of the kind of showing that gets you the nod from like second round pick to a first round pick. Uh, it's just one of those things where people like fast people. And as we, we, we seen John Ross, um, John Ross should have never been a first round pick, but he ran the fastest 40 yard dash ever. And so when you have a good combine, and, and good for him for getting a bag, right? Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> I would for him bag for just running fast one time. But I think Lewis sign is a guy that could come in and be the second safety off the board. Cause Kyle Hamilton is, the best safety and where wherever he goes we don't know but i'm, I'm telling you right he's not making it out of the top five right maybe top seven probably real. top 10 is his, or is his floor and so then if you need a safety you need to look somewhere and so i can see him going late first and so that's what i'm riding with and i hope that i hope they prove us all wrong because i think we all have some solid picks right there um, can i yeah go ahead i don't know what you're gonna ask but go ahead real quick before before we go on um, I do want to do a quick shout out. This is one of the players that you have on like the little list that you put in the rundown. Tyler Lindbaum, hmm, the okay. Iowa center. My guy. T- I'm telling you, he can play. He can play football. He was a four-year starter. He's a big boy. And as we know, um, offensive lineman in the Midwest, especially in the Big Ten. Listen, man, if there's a if there's a program that I can trust, uh, listen, as, as many questions – However you want to look at it, as there are coming from Kirk Ferentz's program at Iowa, offensive line development is something that you can you have to give that program. You have to give that man. Hmm. Um, I like him a lot. I think whoever ends up with him, he, I don't think he should be on that list. That's how – I think he's a for sure first rounder. Um, and this is, again, another really good offensive line draft. Um, and he's the best, in my opinion, center on the board. I think there's better tackles than him, obviously, in terms of offensive line. But hmm. center, I think – if you're looking for a center, that is a prime jewel. I would like the Dolphins to trade up and grab him because that center's been a position that you've we've had, had enough. You've had enough this offseason. Relax. <laughs> I'm tired. You're good. Now you're being greedy. Come on, finish your play first. You've had enough. He's going to be the next Creed Humphrey who was late first, second round pick, and just going to go in. Who I, who I screamed goal. from the mountaintops last year to say, someone take this man. Someone yep. take this man. What I tell you? Anyway, just, go ahead, Warwick. Also, if it's not going to happen, but if I had to, Grant Dulcich from UCLA, the tight end, I think he's Travis Kelsey 2.0. I love him. I'm in love with tight ends, but um, I have a team that predominantly uses tight ends, and not everybody uses tight ends like we do in the 49ers. That's so. not true. I mean, you, people try. I have, a, I have a team as well. That we, we're running a three tight end set, just let you know. Wait, hold on. Wait, you're, you you guys don't have two of the fastest wide receivers in the country and a quarterback who can get the ball faster than anyone, get uh, the ball out of his hands faster than anyone and just throw it? Y'all know what Yak is? Um, Excuse me. I, I have a receiver out of TCU animal. that was supposed to be uh fast. I don't know where that speed went, <laughs> but he was supposed to be fast. Yeah, no names. No name mentioned, though. We could just uh, infer. Hey, Robert, 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 let's mock this draft, man. <laughs> 
His name is Raylan Jager. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so now what we're going to do, and we had a very thorough decision process of who gets to go first um, before we started the the podcast. I said pick a number between 1 and 10. Sergio guessed on the first try, and that was the thorough vetting process that we went with. Um, we are going to go picks 1 through 32. Um, no trades, uh, because that makes it complicated, and we're not that complicated. Um, tr- we acknowledge trades will happen, but we're going to go team and we're going to go best player slash fit um don't be try- don't be trying to be greedy and try to draft players that would give your team a pick jared don't be trying to throw off the algorithm <laughs> not doing that okay you mean I, I, you mean i can't take i can't take the punt god matariza in the first round i can't do that i would respect it because anytime someone punts 80 yards <laughs> i i mean it's hard to argue with a leg talent but i think he will get drafted though i bet you he goes i bet you he goes third round not even lying. Third round pick, someone's gonna be done. Listen, he's a first he's a first round talent in terms of the best at his position. First round talent. Now, if anyone drafts him in the first round, someone's gotta sell a team. But heads, heads I just want to say good heads will be heads will I'm be just saying, So Sergio If I really wanted to do that, George Pickens would be in the top ten. Just very true. Him. Very just true. Just to help my team out. <laughs> hey, that's a guy that's a guy that we kind of could have mentioned. In our last, our last, I, I was thinking about mentioning him too, but no, no, he, he, I, he would easily have gone top fifteen. I would have yeah, argued you guys to the high heavens that he's in the top fifteen for sure. Yeah, before okay. the Eagles pick. Well, let's let's see where he goes. Um, Sergio, you have the first pick in the, in our mock draft in the Tailgaters mock draft. I do, I do. I also want to mention that um, Bor was a 49ers fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. Jared is an Eagles fan. Um, Jared is the only person here who has a first round pick dolphins and 49ers don't have first rounders so if it somehow happens that jared's pick falls on an eagles pick jared will not be selecting borba and i will be jointly selecting for him because mm-hmm. we're trying to keep this as ethical as possible just wanted to point that out no no biases allowed it's and a- with the first pick in the tailgaters um 2022 mock draft for the jacksonville jaguars duval Select Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. I know that he isn't necessarily considered the number one player in the draft. But if you looked at Trevor Lawrence, um, not only were his receivers not catching balls, but his ass was on the ground. Um, (laughs) Give that man a left tackle. Let's have that good relationship for the next decade. I think my my, my friend Tyler, uh, co-host of Sideline Judgment, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We cover college football. Um, he will be very happy um, with that pick. I think that an offensive tackle is needed. Evan Neal, I've watched him the whole season. Jared is an Alabama fan. He gets it. That's the pick for the Jacks. I like it. Love I it. like it. Love uh, it. I'm going to take the second pick just because I want to. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm the one who picked the number four, so that has to mean something. Um, <laughs> with the second pick in the NFL draft, um, the knee-biting Detroit Lions – I think they will end up going on the defensive side of the ball and taking Trayvon Walker from Georgia, the edge rusher. Um, he's ascended to the top uh, uh, most. Uh, he has the best odds to go first overall, but the Jaguars do need offensive linemen. And so if the Jaguars do go offensive linemen, I think obviously if you're the Detroit Lions, you take the best pass rusher available, and I think that's him. Sounds like he's going to be eating a lot of kneecaps up in Detroit. Yeah, that's a great mindset to like because I had him there too. Mm-hmm. Which, so and, for the third overall pick, there we go. This one I don't think is very hard. He shouldn't. Have, he's not. He's not falling more than this pick. So I'm gonna go with Aiden Hutchinson, 
right off the bat. I think he the Texans are going to definitely go with an edge rush here. I think he he's the best available edge rush. I know that there's Thibodeau. I know there's a lot more others, but I think Aiden Hutchinson immediately comes off the board and is an immediate impact for a team. You have to take him. And I don't think any the Texans are going to look at this. See the first two people and say, "Yeah, we're not waiting." The Texans are in best player available mode. Yep. Yep. Easily. Yep. They so. they have a quarterback of the future, kind of question mark with um, Davis Mills. I'm, he he had the best he had the best rookie numbers, and so I think you just let it play out for a couple years. Why not? Because next year, I, and th- this is why, if I was a team drafting and needed a quarterback, I would honestly grab a bridge guy in free agency and then hope for the best that I have a good chance of landing C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young next year. But that's just me. Um, moving on to the fourth pick, we have the New York Jets, who Sergio will be drafting for. I will be drafting. This is where I take Matarizam for the Jets. Um, right. No, I'm playing. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I hate that I'm going to make this pick. I really hate that I'm going to make this pick. But if I'm putting myself in the minds of a Jets fan, um, I'm looking at the top needs, and the top needs are offensive tackle, edge, and corner. I think given the situation, given the elite talent at this position, I think the top two players at this position are going to succeed from day one in the NFL. Um, This is a personal preference as to who I think is the better player. But if you go with another player, uh, the second best player, in my opinion, at this position, I think you're going to have a great player. And with that being said, because the Dolphins just acquired Tyreek Hill, because the Dolphins have Jalen Waddell, because the Bills have Stephon Diggs, I think in the division, they're going to have to go corner. And it hurts me as a Dolphins fan to do this. But as a man of integrity, the New York Jets will be selecting Ahmad Gardner, a.k.a. Sauce Gardner, Gardner from the University of Cincinnati. That great is the pick. pick here. Great pick. Um, I've seen a lot of mocks that have him as high as three, Love it. which is insane. I mean, it's not insane. It's just I don't think I've seen a corner that drafted that high in my lifetime um, that, I re- that I remember. And so for a guy that's like a surefire top Listen, five, he's, he's as good as it gets at the position. Jared, uh, Jared and I have been saying this for months. Love months. Him. He's that halfway good. through the season. I think the man gave up a single touchdown. I want to remind everyone that in the playoff game, Nick Saban's strategy was don't throw to Sauce Gardner. That was the offensive strategy. That's how they beat Cincinnati in terms of offense there. So that is how good this man is. Can we can yeah, we shout out Cincinnati's corners names? Um, that's an all-time name team. Um, they had Sauce Gardner on one side and Kobe Bryant on the other. Respect. Come like, on, man. Come on. <laughs> and they all wore single digits on their jersey. You gonna throw? You gonna throw on a on a deep on a secondary with single digits like that? Nope. No, nope. oh, man. Sauce is just like he's probably the best corner coming out of this draft. I agree. Like, I agree. Teams that and it pains me that in this mock he's going to the Jets because that's my division and I don't want. I, he's so good. I love that guy. Um, See, all right. What's what's the next pick? Uh, uh, the New York Giants, which is me. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm the Giants, I'm absolutely furious at our cross-Jersey rival, New York Jets, um, because mm-hmm. I would love Sauce Gardner for the Giants. But since he is taken, I think they go edge rusher, and I, this might be high for him, and I don't know anymore because he's a very bad interview. And me and Sergio talked about it uh, a long time ago. Kayvon Thibodeau, mm-hmm. um, horrible interview. He has a lot of confidence. He just talks a lot. But when he's that talented – I think talent outweighs everything he says. And so Kayvon Thibodeau, great first pick for the Giants who have another one coming up. Um, Jared, that leaves you drafting for the Carolina Panthers at six, which I would like to point out a little tidbit that I read today. The par- the Panthers did tell Sam Darnold 
that they plan on taking a quarterback in this draft. Whether it's going to be with their first pick, I don't know. But that is some information I feel like is valuable to you, Jared. Well, that changes everything because now I'm taking no. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to change my opinion of where I'm going. Uh, thankfully, you, Kevin, you, you did exactly what I expected the Giants to do, not take a position of need that they really, really need. Right. So what I'm looking at now is that the Panthers have full reign to take Iki Iquanu at the sixth pick. Because now if they're going to get a QB, they need an O-lineman because their O-line was horrendous last season. You're looking at Evan O'Neill and Icky as what the top two offensive tackles in this draft that you're looking at what they can do in immediate impacts of the O-line. I think the Panthers go right ahead. If they do take a quarterback later, this is the guy you take now to really solidify the offensive line. Which this guy was, and last week, he was the first the first overall pick in every mock draft. See, that's, that's blasphemy. That, that's blasphemy. That's why I mean, Evan O'Neill is number one pick. That, the, I'm, Alabama, come on now. Come on. I'm just saying, this guy is ascended to the top multiple times. Um, this now has Sergio drafting for the New York Giants with their second pick and three picks, um, which yeah. they got from the Chicago Bears. Sergio, what do you see? So this, so this right here, since I am now playing the role of New York Giants GM, um, this is not what – I would not have done what you did at pick five. Board. Really? And would here's you have why. Now? Yes, and here's yes. why. Okay. I would have taken because I think that the Giants, their top two needs are tackle and edge, right? Right. So for me, what I would have done is I would have taken um, the tackle uh, out of NC State, uh, Ekem. I would have taken Ekem. I would have taken him five because I don't think that the, the Panthers right. would have taken someone there. I think the Panthers would have taken someone like a Derek Stingley at, at corner. I think they would have taken – Maybe um, an offensive weapon like Garrett Wilson. Maybe they take Thibodeau, and that's okay because if they take Thibodeau, then I can take Jermaine Johnson out of Miami, who's also another top edge rusher there. So that that's my what I would have done. I would have taken the tackle, and then I would have gambled, and I would have if Thibodeau falls there to the next pick, I'll take him there. If not, then I can get Jermaine Johnson. I can get another best player available. Right. Um, so that's what I would have done in, in, if I had control of the fifth and the seventh. I didn't think about their second pick within a few picks. Um, that- I, I think because it's so close, you have to play that like calc. You have to right. work that calculus out. In my so opinion. much could happen so within those really three quick. picks because there's only one just, pick just dividing their picks. Yes, Jared. Right. No, it's just um, Sergio did the rational thing, and mm-hmm. he must not know that the NFC East is the least rational things in all of football. So the right. Giants set themselves back. I know they have a new GM, but Kevin Borba was right. This is a that's a Giants pick to make. I'm I'm picking to try not to set themselves back. They set themselves back. I'm just telling you what I would have done if I was the one making millions of dollars and picking. Oh, up. I also had Iki going or Iki going five. That mm-hmm. was right now on my sheet of paper. I had, but Kevin did what I didn't think they. Like, I don't. I just, I didn't put myself in the perspective of a giant and giant yeah, fan. That's on me. That's on us, sir. That's on us. We didn't I will say, that. I will say though, I think our friend, our, our mutual friend Tom, um, Tom K would would be very happy with a Thibod- with a Thibodeau pick. Right. Um, as an Oregon fan, as a Giants fan, I think he would be happy with that pick. I'm just saying there's a strong possibility that you can sure up at the offensive line, one of the top two prospects at that position, and get a high quality edge rusher. If it's not Thibodeau, if they do, if the Panthers do take him at six, then you can get someone like Jermaine Johnson. But in this situation, Borba, yep. since Thibodeau's already been there, I'm since not going to go with Jermaine Johnson. You just I took an edge. Up. Since I flubbed it up. <laughs> so now I'm looking at best players available here, right? I think this is the moment where a man that is the best player at his position 
that earlier in this episode I said was top five, top seven at most. Mm. We're at pick seven. It's something that they that the Giants desperately need. It's something that the Giants would use from day one. That's a man with his head on his shoulders, not going to be affected by the New York, New Jersey media. I'm taking Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame at wow. pick seven for the Giants. I like that. I like that. I, I think if if they end up with Thibodeau and, and Hamilton, I think that's a success in the first round for the Giants. Those are two very high-quality elite defensive players that they need. I'm just saying I would have probably gone tackle first and then gambled on a high-level defensive player on the um, at seven, whether it's Thibodeau, Hamilton, Jermaine Johnson, whatever. Right, and that and that makes sense because Thibodeau has that injury history. Uh, I just I think the Giants are gonna they always draft scared in my opinion, so they they don't want to make the mistakes now, and I think they kind of just want to go big name, big big money, um, no whammies. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the show Whammy or whatever it was called. <laughs> but um, Jared, that leaves you drafting for the city of Atlanta, which I think could really dictate how our mock draft goes depending on what you feel here. Um. What do you, it's, what do you, it's, this was this was a tough. We talked about it earlier. Where I could see a potential quarterback going, the Falcons, the Seahawks, are the next pick. But the way this draft is turned out, the way it's looking, I now have the Falcons looking at the best available player. Oh, you, you got a guy that is now. Well, in my opinion, the best, the second best available player. You have a guy that has now seen his name not been called yet. He knows he's a top prospect, and I think the Falcons have they've tried at receiver. They, they, they're going to be trying a quarterback soon, but I think they're going to try a cornerback next. Mm. And Derek Stingley Jr. is going to be coming off the board for the Falcons. I think they're going to take him. I don't think they're going to let his name fall past them. If he's there at this point, I think they're going to make the easy transition and take him. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Stingley and Terrell on opposite sides. They're trying to, the Falcons are going to solidify, solidify that secondary now. Hey, man, my boy Day-Day is a massive Falcons fan. If I tell him, hey, at the end of round one, you're going to have A.J. Terrell on one side and you're going to have Derek Stanley on the other as your corners, my man's going to be happy. That I is think. an excellent decision, Jared. Many, great pick for the people are down on Stingley because he had a rough past year. But anonymous GMs, which honestly I think that's my favorite quote. My, my favorite quote source is anonymous GMs because oh, they just yeah, never. And they said Derek Stanley checked out this past season. But who wouldn't with that team? So Derek Stingley's a top talent. We all know it. The NFL GMs know he's a talent. And they, they're probably fine with him checking out because he was on a bad do team. You remember, do you remember when people got on Jamar Chase for sitting out his entire season before he was drafted? Yeah, I do. Because I'm, I'm old enough to remember when I'm that old happened. I'm enough to remember. Um, did, did, that, did that affect Jamar Chase in his rookie season? I uh, don't think so. I think, I think I he helped lead his team. I don't think so team. either. Um, yep. yeah, I'm B- believe he made the Super Bowl, but go Ooh. ahead. Uh-huh. Just saying. Could, could be wrong. Um, okay, so this is now where things get complicated. This could also be a quarterback spot, but as I've kind of mentioned multiple times, I'm anti-quarterback this class. Um, this mm-hmm. is this guy's a riser, and I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Um, the, Seah- the, Seah- the, well, the Seahawks need pass rushers, and I think the top few have gone already, and nobody's fallen. Uh, just how we drafted so far. And so I think Johnson is a great pick for them. Why'd you guys let me go first? I'm picking both of the Jets picks. What's wrong with (laughs) y'all? You you sometimes have to choose for your rivals. Sometimes you do. All right. So I gave the Jets Sauce Gardner at pick four. So the position of corner has been addressed. The top three, four edge players have gone. Wow. Four edge players in the top 10. When's the last time that happened? Yeah. Four. It's a, Four it's a good deep, prospects. Heavy draft. It's it's heavy. It is. What you need to win a Super Bowl is. at the quarterback 
an edge rusher, an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Everything else, you just need good to, to decent. I agree. I, I, let me let me be real here. I think, I hope not, but I think this is the pick that goes to San Francisco for Debo Samuel. This along with other stuff. I think pick 10 goes. So now, because we're not doing drafts, and I, I, I'm so sorry, Borba, because we're not doing trades, I'm sorry, in this mock draft, I still think that they want to address wide receiver. And I think even though they need offensive linemen, even though they need edge rushers, um, as much as I like Charles Cross, I think that someone with a ceiling as high as Garrett Wilson, especially with the first round wide receivers that we've seen in the past few years, and the way football is being played, more and more wide receivers, high level, high quality, elite wide receiver prospects are going to be pulling up in the next few years. It's the way football's going. Right. And I think you have a chance to get someone, um, the option, the fifth year option in the first round, you lock down, um, you got the, in my opinion, the best corner in the draft at pick four, address the other side of the ball. Go ahead. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State at pick 10 for the Jets. See, I, you saw that they were trying to, they were tr- trying to go after Tyreek. They say they're interested in yep. Debo. I think that they're they're thinking they need help on that ball, and I think with a prospect that good, I think they go ahead and pull the trigger there. I think that's is, if they don't trade for Debo. This is a out. blessing for the Jets because if I had the Falcons pick, I probably would have gone Garrett Wilson there, just because you have Ridley out with gambling issues. Um, they lost Russell Gage in free agency, and so I, although I'm not anti Derek Stingley, I I could see them going receiver, and then this is also the range where I see people trading up to get a receiver. Um, all of mm-hmm. the Chiefs, so Agreed. I think. I think this is where the Chiefs try to butt their way in to replace Tyreek Hill. Um, that's just me. I think a receiver's going at 10. Yeah. That's what I want to point out. A re- I think a receiver's going at 10, whether I yeah, think – I agree. W- whether it's what you said, the Chiefs trading up, whether it's the 49ers getting that pick because they traded Debo, try to replace him, or whether it's the Jets just straight up taking a wide receiver. I think that's what we're going to get at with pick 10. Yep. Okay, Jared, this leaves you drafting for – the Washington Commanders, which is honestly kind of a tough draw for you. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you, you set me up with this one. I feel like I'm going to end up drafting for the Cowboys, too. I point. just picked for the Jets twice. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, gave them, and I gave them two good players. The recently changed name from the Washington Football to the Commanders. Oh, we had our, your pick. Like, I, I flip-flopped it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, your, your pick was so similar to mine for the Jets that I now have the Commanders taking a position of need, which I think is receiver. And I'm taking, giving them Drake London. I had Drake London going to the Jets, but you, you kind of just made it where it's simple for me. You have these one or two options, and Garrett Wilson and Drake London. Which one goes first? I'm taking the next best. And if you're taking Garrett Wilson, I'm taking, if I'm the commanders, I'm taking Drake London, getting that big body receiver that they desperately need because McLaurin's the only guy that's been feasible as of late. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best solution for them. Right. Yep. I hate that pick just because I was going to go <laughs> Drake London with my pick for. Um, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Adam Thielen is, he's not washed, but he's, he's also, he's getting to that age where he's not worth the money that he's going to demand. And so that leaves, wait, 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 a player that's older, who was elite before that's regressing a bit. That may not be worth the money. You talking Harden or are you talking Thielen? Whoa. Wow. 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 Can, you know, just, just kick me off this. Oh, wow. This is the shade today. Have fun with the 61 million in 2027, Jared. <laughs> so, 
nothing like some Sixers shade in an NFL mock draft. The- hey, listen, my the Heat the Heat are up double digits in the third quarter in a closeout game. I'm I'm just waiting on the Sixers to get to round two. That's what I'm I'm just saying. You know, Jeez. I'm just okay. saying. Okay, okay. Let's dial up. I love you, Jared. You're my brother. <laughs> so honestly, <laughs> just just petty. That was petty. I will let you know. I'm sorry to cut you off. I had I had uh, Derek Stingley here. This is where I wanted mm. Derek Stingley going. But since we're in the trend of receivers, I think I think the receivers, once the first one is taken, they're all going to go consecutively. And so this is Jamison Williams' spot for me. Um, he's the fastest receiver in the draft. Um, his ACL injury has been no issue per reports. And giving Kirk Cousins, Jamison Williams, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, plus Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, that might be one of the better skill position situations in the league. Whether that's the Vikings, fun, yeah, I'm. I don't hate that for the Vikings at all. I think it's kind of like in the, in the NBA. We talk about how we have like league pass teams, or you, you know, you can just like watch them every night, even though they may not be the best team. They're just fun to watch. Yep, that might be the NFL Sunday ticket team to watch. Like exactly, I think the same thing. I think it's kind of like when the Cowboys drafted Ceedee Lamb just because he was there. Um, I think the Vikings kind of are in a position where they could do that. Um, they could also go. And to- so are they? Are they worried about his ACL? I don't think I don't. From what I'm reading, nobody's worried about his ACL. So I'm I'm fine with it. Good, good, good for him. Good. I'm 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 just he's that good of a player that I was hoping to me fully healthy. Oh man, that's that's hard to say. I was gonna say I might take him over the other wide receivers at at like the first one off the board. But Mm -hmm. if he was healthy, he would be in the conversation. But because he's not, it's immediately dropped down behind London. Right, you know, but behind uh, Garrett Wilson and stuff like that. Shout out to Garrett Wilson being so good that Jamison Williams couldn't even see the field um, at Ohio State. Literally, and then shout out to Jared <laughs> who got blessed with Jamison Williams because he couldn't see the field at Ohio State. Um, yep. Sergio, you are now drafting for the Houston Texans. Um, Davis Mills, I is am. Um, what What are they going to do to help Davis Mills out? The young quarterback, the young stud. So this this isn't like a like a top top need of theirs right now. Um, in this mock draft, they've, they've already had edge rusher address with Aiden Hutchinson. Um, mm-hmm. so there's no point in going there. I kind of want to go defense here. Um, I'm looking here at the corners available. I don't think there's good value here at that point. Um, unless you're getting sauce Gardner and unless you're getting Derek Stingley, I don't think it's worth it at this high to take a corner. So I'm looking at offensive tackle. I like the offensive tackles. I know we all keep passing Char- uh, Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, um, but he's just not as exciting as a prospect as I like. I think he's good, yep. but and he reminds me a lot of Rayshon Slater in terms of hype. Um, yep. they, they have Laramie last- Tunsil, too. They, they have Laramie Tunsil on the left side. Oh, oh, trust me. I know they have Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> um, so, so you're right, even though I think they could use some help on the line. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to go with – um, not necessarily best player available, but I'm going to go with a hall of fame. That boy. Nice. Um, first ballot, that boy, nice hall of famer. Love it. It's Jordan Davis, man. I'm taking Jordan Davis. I think when you have a prospect like that, they need talent. The, the Texans just need talent. Get him out there, get the pick, take him, stash him, you know? Have them play. I'm just going to go best player available there. I'm actually, which this is going to sound so crazy. I'm not super high on Jordan Davis just because he, he has like mm-hmm. somewhat of a pitch count. Um, he's a big guy. Um, you never know. I don't know what his ceiling will be in the, in the NFL. And I, re- I really think you can only play him on the interior. Like there's a lot of players that are versatile like that. 
Um, but I just think what he does is so he does what he does so well. Yes, he needs like a pitch count. Yes, he's like a bit too big sometimes. But if you're the Texans, man, I think you just need to take. You know who he best, reminds me of? Players. Is Albert Hainsworth before he stopped caring. Um, Hainsworth before he stopped caring. He reminds me a bit of, of Vince Wilfork. Yeah, big body, big body guy. Big, big body, body can move because he's agile. He's agile. He can move. It's just yeah. he can move within that restraint. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. No, okay. So this gives me the Ravens pick, which the Ravens, which, which by the way, the, this draft sucks for the Ravens right now. Switch. Give me the Ravens pick. Switch. Okay. We're, we're trading <laughs> a trade. Oh, yeah, because Jared <laughs> had the next. So uno, uno reverse. Uno <laughs> reverse. We get the Ravens pick. Um, Jared, take the Ravens. Man, pick. Thank I, you I so have, much. Oh, you you made this so hard. Jared Davis is off the idea. board. I had an idea. I you was, had an idea? Oh, God. I was going to Trent McDuffie, the DB out of Washington. I think they need to replace Marcus Peters. Um, they, I mean, their secondary is not the I, I same. liked him, too. I think I was going to put him down there. Because, like, Sergio, take Jordan Davis. I think that was what the Ravens are looking at. I yeah. Yeah, especially if those receivers are gone. Yeah, I, I think the receivers are gone. You, you, want, you want a Jordan Davis because of the fact is you only have what Clay's Campbell for another year? Yep, and you don't know even how what kind of Clay's Campbell you're getting, right? But I do. I, I think I was gonna go. Board already mentioned, but Trey McDuffie's probably gonna be the pick I was gonna give because I don't think they really need much for the offensive line. I know they need receiver help, but that's like you're, you're now you're kind of looking at the prospect receivers, and they've already gotten their prospect in Bateman. I don't think they want to go for another one. Yeah. So now you go get a corner that's really has to help them out because Peters stays injury prone. You were in and out with Humphreys a little bit, so I think McDuffie would be there and help solidify. If, if Peters goes down again, you now have a Humphrey-McDuffie type of tandem. So I'm, I'm all in on that. I, I agree with you. I'm all in on that pick for the Ravens. I think they'll be satisfied with what they get, and they're, they're just probably going to – another team that you, we had talked about earlier that's going to try and possibly trade up earlier to get a receiver. Yeah, I like that. Um, another thing, which this is kind of the unfortunate part of them being at 14, I see them going safety if – there is a chance that they could get Kyle, um, excuse me, why, why is Kyle Hamilton? Um, because mm-hmm. they did lose Deshaun Elliott, who went to the Lions. And so that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's true. I, I think the Ravens are just going to be the team that has to draft whatever is there um, because they're not going to have their choice of the litter. Um, this now leaves me drafting for Jared's Eagles. Uh, I'm not going to do anything crazy. And I think Sergio would agree with this pick. Um, I think this is where Chris Olave goes. Yep, um, that's exactly what I was going to say. Receiver, uh, they, I think Jared and the rest of Eagles fans are over the Jalen Rager experience, if I had to say so myself. Um, I don't think they want to give him another chance. Um, hot take, I know. But great playmaker in Chris Olave. Um, if this was another wide receiver class, he'd probably be the best receiver in the class. It's just it's so loaded that it is what it is. Um, so now we have Sergio drafting for the Saints, who got the pick from the Colts, mm-hmm. who got the pick from the Eagles. That's a lot, but yes. Yes. Um, all right. The, so the the Saints traded up for a reason, right? Yeah. We have to think that they gave up a first rounder next year to move up in the spot. So and they got they, they got clearly two, wanted that. They got two picks. Right. They got, so I'm thinking they may have wanted someone like an Olave, um, but I think given the situation here and given the fact that they are in cap hell. They need players that they can just rely on a rookie contract 
at vital positions that they can get the fifth year option to keep it going and keep them under the cap. And I think at this point, Charles Cross, a top 10 prospect, according to the draft network, we're at pick 16. Just take the best tackle available here. Um, that's what I'll give them if, if this draft falls out that way. Give them Charles Cross, the offensive tackle at Mississippi State. Okay. I like it. My turn again. Yeah, it is. Because, again, Correct. Next after you. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Thank, thankfully, now the draft is back to where it's the rightful order, where I know where I know where the charges are going to go. Mm-hmm. All the old linemen have been taken. You have to now get the next best alignment because Herbert needs it. And Trevor Penning's still available. So I Thank believe you. you have, what, Rashawn, Pe- Pe- Rashawn Slater on your left? Penning will now be on the right, and you're just solidifying that O-line for, what, the next eight years maybe? more At least. Like, that's, I think, the perfect Both, both of those guys have fifth-year options because they are they were both taken in the first. He's yeah, a, so I, be, that's good for them. That's I think good. the Chargers make this move immediately. Senior Bowl star Trevor Penning. Um, I don't know if you guys saw mm-hmm. him, but he went viral for tossing Ohio State defense alignment onto the ground multiple times. Yeah. Okay, so this, this leaves me drafting for the Eagles again. Um, they already got receiver, and so this mm-hmm. – oh, I don't want Jared to hate me. Um, I'm going to give you linebacker help if you're okay with that. I'm really high on Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Um, he's got him written down for the Eagles. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Freak athlete. Um, I think top 10 pick potential, but due to like needs and other things that are happening, he's sliding down a lot of mock drafts that I've been seeing. But I've kind of seen him go to like anywhere from this range to the New England Patriots at 21. But I think the Eagles kind of dive in here and snatch him before he falls to anyone below them. So I agree. I, I have him there. Pick. I have him right there at pick 18 on my list. I'm like, I think that's the most for sure pick the Eagles would take at 18. Yeah. I mean, you guys already got a receiver. I don't think you're I don't think you're going offense unless uh, what else would you need from like the first round, you guys, if you walk away with a great one receiver or two receiver, depending on what Devontae Smith is, like and a really good linebacker that that'd be happy i'd be happy with that um yeah. i'd be thrilled as an eagles fan with that yeah, yeah so sergio i believe you drafted for the saints or did jared draft for the saints i did draft for the saints earlier i gave them charles cross at offensive tackle okay so now you're drafting now, again. that's okay because gentlemen we've said it before there are no first round talents at quarterback in this draft but we all know how these things happen Someone's going to take him. I think at this point in the draft, given that it's the Saints' second pick, given that they already got an offensive, a, a, a supposed top 10 offensive tackle talent, given wow. that Jameis Winston only resigned, I think it was for one year, and they're definitely taking it year by year. But he has LASIK eye vision now. He, he got LASIK. That boy, Ed, that, boy, that boy was nice last year before he went out. I just want to remind everyone. Same. That boy was looking nice. I think this is where we go quarterback. Wow. And I think this is – I think they're going to – oh, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be real with you. I'm debating Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter. I'm debating Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ritter would be a better fit in terms of what the Saints want. I just don't think that he's the better prospect. He's someone that I argued for earlier this episode that I really like, but – Forget it. All right, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Desmond Ritter. To wow, the Saints. you know I think what? He's the quarterback off the board. Sergio, you're in popular company. Um, our former mm. former tailgaters guest Jordan Palmer, the quarterback guru, ah, is yes. training training Desmond Ritter this offseason. He's one of the few quarterback for 
four or five quarterbacks that he's taken in at his house mm-hmm. down south and has spoken very highly of Desmond Ritter and said that a good system, good fit for him, and he will be a great quarterback. Yeah, I, I think he, like I said, I, I really do think that he, he can succeed. I think he'll have a long NFL career as a backup. Um, I think he can't succeed. Let's see what happens. Uh, but I think that's may, maybe what um, the Saints are thinking there with their second pick of the first round. Right. Okay. So, Jared, since you kind of traded with me, I'll let you keep drafting in my spot. And <laughs> you get the Steelers pick, which is another spot where people think quarterbacks might go. And because it is. <laughs> because Sergio took the quarterbacks early, but I already knew where the Steelers were going. And guess what? They're going to take a fan favorite. Straight out of Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. You never heard that before. Straight out of Pittsburgh. Because oh. I think it's the best thing. I, Mike Tomlin, you know. They had a lot of things going on in that locker room organization. Arrested piece of Dwayne Hackens, but they need quarterback help. Rudolph is not the answer. No. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I don't know if Kenny Pick is the answer, but I think he's the next better answer. I think I think they're going to give him a shot to be the answer. I think he has a good shot. I know he has small hands, but he wasn't stopping him from throwing the football well for the team all, for uh, Pittsburgh all season. And I the whole thing about cold weather and he, being in he, Pittsburgh, whatever. he he literally practices in the exact same facilities. He plays in the on. same stadium, literally. He, does he shorts on? Don't need tights. Don't need hand warmers. He plays. He'll be he fine. It. He'll, He'll be, be fine. fine. I know they, they need receiver help and everything still, but when you got Najee Harris and you have a Kenny Pick, I think they can make something happen. Hopefully, he doesn't break Mike Tomlin's. Never had a losing season because then then we have issues. Wow. Okay. I honestly thought you were going Malik Willis there. <laughs> which threw me off a little bit. Um, I, I think he could. I mean, that could be a Mike Tomlin pick, but I think Mike Tomlin loves Big yeah, Ben. I mean, Kenny Pickett could be the attributes of a Big Ben with smaller hands. Yeah. Okay. Um, now this leaves me drafting for the Patriots, who they have their quarterback of the future. They have a solid running back room. Um, I think they're a team that might go receiver if there's an opportunity presented to them. Um, don't know if this Let's be, they're, trading, they're trading out of this pick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're horrible with first-round picks as of late. They're trading out of this pick. Yeah, but I'm the one that was blessed with the opportunity to try to draft for them. <laughs> um, wow. Let's see. I think they go corner maybe and just end up going with Daxon Hill out of Michigan. Um, both the corners that I would have liked to have taken already are gone, and so you go best player available out of position that you need. Um, I also, the guy I mentioned before, uh, sign out of Georgia, if they want to reach really early for a safety, they could do that here. I don't know. Um, the Patriots are, it's hard to get in the mind of Bill Belichick and his dog, Nike. You never know who Nike's going to draft. Um, literally, literally uh, the Patriots are a tough team to draft for. Um, another tough team that might, or a team that I would think would be tough to draft for is the Green Bay Packers, which is now where Sergio is on the clock. I also, I want to point out Daxon Hill is, um, listed as a safety. But I agree with you. He can play. He'll be fine. DB, he'll be okay. Yes, I agree. I have the Packers. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, my God, the Packers. Um, Going quarterback, so that way they have their quarterback of the future. (laughs) Shout out Jordan Love. No comment. No comment. Um, This is insane because I have been advocating for them to take a wide receiver for a long time. You know, they've never taken a wide receiver in the first round since Rogers has been their quarterback. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's very weird, especially last year when in the last few years, 
So they you just know what they're going to take. Just trade away Devontae Adams. Say his name. Say his name. Come on. I want to take a wide receiver. Say his name. But I'm looking at the board. Don't do it. And I don't think that relative to the pick, they're going to be comfortable taking a wide receiver at this spot. I cannot believe I'm doing this. But this is what I think the Packers will do. The Packers Um, will draft receivers. So it's on brand. Listen. There's guys like Traylon Burks. There's guys like Jahan Dotson. There's guys like Christian Watson. There's guys guys like George Pickens. There's guys like David Bell. There's guys like John Michi. Guys, tons of what great wide receivers that I think they can take in the second round. So because of that, I'm going to go ahead and look somewhere else. I'm looking at their team needs. Wide receivers, obviously, number one. Um, edge rusher is uh, is up there. Offensive tackle is up there. Um, this is kind of a worst-case scenario for them. Currently, because relative to the positions, um, there's guys that aren't really there. Um, I think they stay on on the. Um, I think they stay on the offensive. You know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'll take Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman out of Georgia. Um, I liked what I saw from him. I think that's like a secondary need of theirs. I don't think at wide receiver it's a right spot to take even though the jokes are going to fly when they don't take a wide receiver because they probably should. They lost Devontae, all that stuff. I think stay the course, tune out all that negative noise. This is probably relative to what's available right now and where they're picking. It's probably the better decision, in my opinion. Wow. See, Green Bay, the Cheeseheads are irate with you. Our our big column in Wisconsin is pissed. They hate me right now. Oh my goodness! They, they, they hate me right now. They're pissed at you. They're probably pissed at the whole thing of this actually falling through. <laughs> they don't take a receiver. Oh my lord! They're like Tom Brady throwing to Sammy Watkins. Yay! <laughs> okay, so Jared, you're drafting for the Arizona Cardinals, who, mind you, yeah, are dealing with a weird Kyler debacle right now. Um, what what do you think they do? You made it even worse when you said the weird Kyler debacle because I don't. The Cardinals are such a, in a weird position where. Their best receiver is DeAndre Hopkins, but their second best receiver is now AJ Green, and I think you can automatically want to replace that, make him your third best because the, I'm, I'm not the biggest AJ Green fan at this point in time in his career. I've seen enough to know that he's regressed, and I just don't think he can stay healthy. I don't think he's healthy. So now Sergio Soldier left it with Traylon Burks is on the board. <laughs> they could go there, but no, I think you feel the biggest need that they've lost, and it's a position they they should have never lost in the first place. They just paid this man his money, and that's Chandler Jones. So because they let Chandler Jones walk, there's an edge out of Purdue that I think would fit with perfectly with them, 266 pounds, and that's George Carliftis. I think he would go great next to J.J. Watt. I think he would fit that scheme, and it's automatically a, a, a position they could just insert in, and hopefully that this two-star tandem can really make a lot of noise for their defensive line because Chandler Jones is a huge blow to lose. He, he came off an enormous season. Wow, okay. Um, I honestly thought you were going to go receiver there. And <laughs> yeah, but I like this pick. I, I think do. your I think your reasoning is really smart, Jared. I I think that's a great mentality there. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. You no, know, because Chandler Jones was a huge loss for them. Um, and I the Cardinals could go either or. They did lose Christian Kirk to which I, I would not pay that much money for Christian Kirk. So shout out to the Cardinals for being wise with money. Um, shout out the wide receiver classes that are now just getting boisterous amounts of money to be what third wide receivers like this is ridiculous yeah. i love to see it it's crazy so i'm drafting for the cowboys <laughs> good luck my heart is telling me that they might go receiver and hear me out they traded amari cooper 
Uh, Gallup is coming off an injury. And so that leaves them with CeeDee Lamb, who obviously we know is that guy. But they need another guy. But I also think they're going to go offensive linemen because they lost multiple offensive linemen this offseason. And so that leaves me giving them Kenyon Green, the offensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Um, I think he's probably the best next available offense. Offensive linemen are hard to grade because like, I feel like only truly offensive linemen know what they're, what they're good and bad at. Um, I think that's where the Cardinals – or excuse me, the Cowboys go. Got to protect Dak Prescott. Got to block for Zeke and Tony Pollard, who I think might surpass Zeke eventually, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go offensive lineman here. And so that means Sergio good is – pick. Sergio is now drafting for the Buffalo Bills. Another AFC East team. Thank you. Oh, you, you're going through it today. I really am, man. Thank God that you had the Patriots because who, who knows. Um. Listen, this is simple. This might be one of the few teams that doesn't have like a glaring hole. Yep. They have an incredible roster. This team's really well stacked. And because of that, Borba, I think what you said earlier in this episode is right. I think they're the team to have the luxury of taking a running back. And because of that, I'm going to take what I think is who I think is the best running back on the board. It's Kenneth Walker the third out of Michigan State. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run downhill. He can block. Um he was my Heisman last year, as as we know. Yeah. Um, this would suck for me, but I think it's it's a right it's a good pick. And given given the fact that they don't have many holes, they can they can afford to take a running back here in the first round. And if it works out, he can be on the fifth year. He can have a fifth year extension. You're not drafting a running back third overall, <clears throat> Giants, but you are taking someone towards the back half where these picks are kind of second rounders, especially for a team that that's good, all that kind of stuff. So I'll take Kenneth Walker the third. Love it. Jared, I'm Uno reversing your Uno reverse because I have the perfect pick <laughs> for the Titans. And I think it's a, cr- a crime he's fallen this low because I think we all talked about him as the best player at his position. We all hyped up his ability. I think this is where Malik Willis goes. Perfect situation. Ooh. Perfect situation for a quarterback who's not ready right now. They have Tenny Hill locked up. They have Derrick Henry in the backfield. They have A.J. Brown, who they need to figure out the contract situation with. And so I'm plugging Malik Willis into Nashville, and he's going to be a Titan. Okay. I took I took the words right out of Jared's mouth. He is shook right now because now he has to draft for the Bucks. I do have to draft for the Bucks, and I really don't know what, what the Bucks like, he needs. They brought back Tom Brady. Huge move. You know, keeps them relevant. Keeps them in winning potential. They have receivers. They have a defense. I know they can go corner here. And you know what? I think that's where I'm probably mm. – See, this pick is so hard because I'm looking at, like, what, what what really do the Buccaneers need at this point in time when you just brought back a bona fide Hall of Famer and a guy that can win you football games in Tom Brady? And I think what all teams do when they have a guy like Tom Brady that can't move out of the pocket is you go with the O-line. So I think that's what I'm going to do as well. I'm going to go with the O-line. I'm thinking I'm going to take them getting Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Okay. He's an O-lineman with a lot of potential. He's versatile. I believe they would add Shaq Mason in a trade this offseason. I think they're going to try and just make sure that the O-line is as serviceable and as high quality as it can be for Tom Brady to make the throws and stay in the pocket for as long as he can. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the Buccaneers are kind of drafting with riches as we say, um, because they have practically, practically everything. These are just safety pick drafts at this point for them until Tom Brady officially says, I'm done, and then yeah. they have to go get a QB. Yeah, because right. they they have Chris Godwin still. They like they 
they have everything they can need. Uh, maybe they're a team that goes running back unexpectedly. Uh, maybe they. I think they could go wide receiver because, um, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to be out your damn mind to let Chris Godwin walk away. But they this is the second year in a row that they franchise tagged him, so they can't do it again next year or it would destroy their cap. Um, so I think that they either are looking for someone that could be a replacement, even though I don't think it's a smart decision, but maybe they're looking to reset after Brady leaves this after the season, maybe or whatever, all that stuff. So, um, I am next with green Bay. And I think as the GM of green Bay, since I did not take a wide receiver on the last pick, um, mm. I might not make it to the airport, um, <laughs> alive if I don't take a wide receiver. And given the fact that Traylon Burks has fallen all the way to pick 28, Stay I'm gonna take Traylon, run. I'm running to the board. Say I'm his name. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is going said, ended up a Packer. With that being said, Sergio has actually just texted me that he is taking a defense attack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this now leaves me drafting for the Chiefs, which they have back to back picks, um, which is kind of like a tag team for me and Jared. Um, I'm gonna take the easy way out. And draft George Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia, who great talent, um, had some injury issues, but we need to replace Tyreek Hill, and I think this is the spot to do it. Good pick. That's a good pick. I have actually have him for my second pick for them. This I have two names that I like for the Chiefs, and I think they have two names as well. If he does fall this far down in the pick, and that's going to be Nicobe Dean and Andrew Ooh. Booth. Oh. I think they're both vital picks for the Chiefs, but I think they're going to end up going with the most vital need, and it's glaring. This is a glaring need for them. And I think it's gonna, they're going to take Andrew Booth with this pick because they just lost, what, their starter in Traverius Ward. Mm-hmm. That's secondary. They just lost Tyron Matthew, who's a huge need. Like, that secondary is cool. it's, it's a weakness now. Yeah. And you've already lost Tariq Hill. You're now going to be trying to bank a little bit even heavier on that defense, knowing that you don't know what the offense is going to look like. I think you get Andrew Booth. He's going to come back healthy, and that's a good starting cornerback for your team. I think that's the pick they're going to make. I like it. I like it. Now, here's the thing. Kobe Dean is a ball. Here's the that's thing. Right. I like him a lot. Oh, let's, let's collude. Let's collude real quick, okay? Borba, you got the last pick with the Lions, right? Yep. I have picked 31 with the Bengals. Now, I kind of want to give them Kobe Dean. But their offense line is so bad. We 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 need to get <laughs> Joe Burrow people okay. on the offensive line. If nice if they were to draft an O lineman with every pick in this draft, I wouldn't be mad because something's got to hit. I think you should with go that one. Go with your heart. Mm-hmm. Go with the guy you love. You hyped him up earlier. I you reading my mind, Borba. I think we get my man a center for his career. There we go. I think we get a man that has been criminally underrated. Um, give me Tyler Lindbaum at Iowa heading over to the Bengals. They need need O line. Um, I think it's a great spot. Um, yeah, give him that. Give him that. Okay. Wow. Okay. This thirty two. But you better take Nicobe. You better take Nicobe Dean because he could eat some. He could eat some kneecaps. You better take Nicobe Dean. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think the giant or the Giants. The Lions are making this pick. I think someone's trading oh, up. Okay. I think someone's trading up and drafting like a quarterback. Someone's getting they're reaching for a quarterback now. I don't know why. That's just what my heart tells me. But mm-hmm. for the sake of like biting kneecaps, because all, 
I'll bite the freaking shit out of a kneecap one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll go into Kobe Dean. I think it's hard. There to, we go. Hard to pass on the Kobe Dean at this point. Um, the Dan Campbell's a defensive guy, um, and mm-hmm. I, I think him personally, he would love to walk out of this draft with two guys that play defense from the top defense in the nation because I already, I drafted for him with the second overall pick and I gave him Trayvon Walker. And so mm-hmm. I think I think they go defensive pick if they keep it. Um, I've seen a lot of people, this is where Sam Howell, this is Sam Howell territory. Um, not for the Lions. Could be for the Lions, honestly, because they have Jared Goff. Um, I wasn't going to bring that up. I think I think if they do, but is okay. But is Sam Howell really an upgrade over Jared Goff at this point? Like I don't think Goff is already a stopgap quarterback. Why would you spend a first round pick on a? I don't think it's Sam Howell. I think I think this if they do keep the pick and make it, it's it's Matt Corral. That's who I think they go with because of the arm strength. Because of the arm strength, you you know, somewhat more mobile than Goff, but you're really looking at that arm talent, and you're like, okay. I think the Seahawks would be really mad because I think they would like to get him in the second round. I bet they would. And then you're with the Lions like, yo, Goff, you've already mentioned it. Goff's not here for the long haul. He's not a franchise QB for us at this point. You, you're he, he's to- an above average starter, but he is not going to win you a championship. And I think teams are looking for the guy that's going to win them, rightfully so, it's going to win them a championship. So why would you waste a first rounder when on someone that, in our opinion, is about the same tier? Personally, I mean, I'm not saying it's the right decision, but I can agree with you with what you guys are saying. Where someone could go in and reach for a guy like Howell, for a guy like um, like Corral, you know. Yep. So now that we have concluded our first round, let's move on to the second. I'm just kidding. Um, we- <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this fourth quarter is about to start, man. I got to get you guys off, man. I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> I got to watch this heat game. It's getting close. I, Come on, guys. I just want to point out a couple guys that I think will be steals in the early second round that we left off just because they didn't get selected. Um, Dotson, the wide receiver. Um, Perrion Winfrey, the defensive tackle out of Oklahoma, has been a mover and shaker. Um, another guy that we all talked about a little bit. Um, is Brees Hall. Um, he didn't get taken because uh, we Sergio went Kenneth Walker. Um, I yeah. like David Bell. Yeah, David Bell. Um, I like David Bell. Lewis Sign. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I like uh, Boy Mate is nice. Yep, yep. Um, so the, I would rather be because here's the top of the second round, um, unless people make trades. It's the Jags, the Lions, the Jets, and then the Giants, and then the Texans. And so – they have a lot of room to play with. So a lot of interesting things to happen. Um, the Giants have four picks in the first 40. That's, that's, yeah. Wow, that's really good for them. Yeah, so hopefully they don't mess that up. Um, they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the Giants, and, you know, Giants are going to Giant. Um, thank you, Jared, for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Um, we will be releasing our mock drafts on in this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Tailgate Podcast. With me, as always, is Sergio De Espera. Our special guest, Jared Hughes. Um, have fun with your mock, with your actual drafts on Thursday. Um, don't kill your GMs unless they totally make the wrong pick. Then tweet at them with all your heart. Um, everybody, Godspeed on the draft. As someone who doesn't have a pick for like three rounds, I'm just going to watch everybody else's teams crumble and make the wrong you, pick. You and me both, Borba. You Here and we, me both. Here we go. I do hope. And I got Tyreek. I got Tyreek, so Look I'm all good. Guy. But I appreciate you guys for having me on. This is a blast. Yeah, we'll, we will. I will talk to you guys all in five minutes because that's what we do. Um, I will see you guys later. This has been the Tailgaters Podcast.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.